Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wind Word Show Music Speaks Podcast. I am your host, the professional handicapped, and I know you are, nope, um, oh, nope, oh, nope, oh, oh, I am. My voice <laughs> sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. And yes. on the other, yes, do you agree? Nice. I, I, I would agree, but that's okay, because I love the Muppets. Hey man, Muppets are so the it's, best it's thing all ever. Good. Right. And the voice you just heard is my, my brother, Brosley. And Yo. he's from another mother, so I mean, I guess we have that guy, you know. So, so what's yeah. going on, man? Oh, dude, just uh, living life, mm. uh, and uh, trying not to have my brain completely melted today. Mm. Do you so, mind? If, but, do, do you mind if I tell the good people what what just happened to you? Like, oh, a sure, week go ago? ahead. My brother Brosley got a big promotion. Yes, Woo! yes, man. But, I am excited and terrified all at the same time. But it's good because we, we were talking about uh, earlier and you said that this is going to be a, a more stress-free zone. Yeah, it'll be a different type of stress. It's it's a lot of responsibility, but it, I believe it's the type of responsibility I can handle. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the stress level, I feel like, will still be high, but it's a different type of stress that I operate under better than what I was doing. So I'm excited about this transition. Um, and my wife is excited for me. And, uh, you know, as long as everything goes as planned, I think in the long run, this is going to be a lot better of a situation than what I was in. So I love the company I work for. Um, I just, I've been offered this position several times. I turned it down over and over again because I have no confidence in myself with anything. (laughs) So I turned it down over and over. You have have some confidence. I mean, you did get married. So, I mean, that was a big step for you. So that's what, yes. So, I was I was I, confident a, that my wife loved me enough to <laughs> be legally bound to me forever. That's right. You're trapped. <laughs> you're trapped with with my brother Brosley for the rest of your life. But that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that's a good I, thing. I, 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 yeah, I think it's a good thing. She <laughs> yes. might say otherwise. But. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks, dude. This is a this is a, a great opportunity. So I'm excited yeah. that it finally happened. Uh, it was a long time coming, and it finally finally worked out. And uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get uh, going on our twenty third podcast episode, yes, um, yeah, I have got to tell you something. I will ask you yes. one thing first. Are you sure. really open to music? I feel like I am. Okay. All right. Cause, yeah. Because I because I know you don't have a child yet, but you are a child, and I'm a child at heart. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I have found the best music ever made. And I'm not okay. lying to you this time, okay? Well, I never lie to you, you know, because there's no reason for me to lie to you about. 
But um, have you heard of the uh, the? I, I I guess this band is called Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar. Yes, I have. They are amazing, dude. Yes, and, they are. And I found a lot of stuff. Okay, so for people who don't understand what this is, it is uh, lo- uh, children's lullaby songs. You know, like Twinkle Twinkle Little. So you know, um, mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff. But but what these guys do, I don't know if it's guys or girls. I don't know. I, I we need to get them on the show. Yeah, but uh, they do uh, lullabies and modern time, modern day songs, and I have, um, I, I almost like they do um, uh, Tool. They cover Tool. They cover um, Ed Sheeran, um, Chris Stapleton, uh, Trivium. They do Trivium too, dude. Yes. Yeah. So I I've been aware of them for a while. So okay. my goddaughter. Um, she is now so great. I hope Ann and Andrew don't listen to this because I can't remember exactly how old she, she is. She is some kind but of age, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three or four. Four. Yeah, four. Four. Okay. Um, four years old. Um, he didn't so forget. He didn't forget. I did. Like a, no, you didn't know. Like no, a no. dingus. Or five. Trying, Excuse me. She's five. Oh, oh no, my God. No, I'm no. the worst. I'm the worst. Uh, so anyway, she. whenever she was a, an infant, mm-hmm. um, I discovered that there was this thing called Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it was amazing. They came with a CD uh, with just lullaby renditions of, of whatever. Fa- fa- um, a famous I'm songs, a big yeah. fan of the, yeah, I'm a big fan of The Clash. Um, my friend Ann is a big fan of The Clash. So I discovered that they have these lullaby renditions of Clash songs. And I ordered the CD it also came with a like mashup of the little teddy bear and the clash uh, on the on the onesie, and uh, so gave that to to them. And later on, uses that onesie still with her other two two children that she's had, um, making it into a t shirt. So this clash t shirt, twinkle twinkle little rock star onesie has been passed down. To each of her children now. Oh, nice! And uh, pretty cool, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, so um, yeah. So anybody who wants to um, you know, relive their childhood moments in a modern day yeah. era, please listen to uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar. But today, yeah, there's, oh, oh, what? there's 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 other ones too, and I can't remember off the top of my head. What there's another band out there that does there is, the same thing. There is, yeah, they're there, and, and they're popping up everywhere. There is I can't baby, remember the, but there is Baby Rockstar and Rockabye Baby. Yep. Or, 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 or they got like so many more. I, 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 I yeah. We don't have time to you know go in it, but uh, maybe one day we'll uh, we'll get some somebody on the show. You know that yeah, that does children's songs. Yeah. But okay, so today on our twenty third episode, we're doing the Big Four. Woof. Talking about my brain melting. Mm. I'm ready to have my face melted by the the the, the big four, man. This the is exciting. Four. Yeah, so uh, for anybody who doesn't know what the big four is, uh, quit leaving under rock, please. And, you know, I mean, do yourself a favor. <laughs> and get uh, a life. And get, and get a life. No, so, so, okay, so what the big four is, um, in the 80s, uh, four bands have uh, uh, been, been a big... Um, uh, influence on music history, and those yeah. four bands are uh, Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer. Yeah, 
Yes. So all these years, uh, they've been touring and touring and getting more popular by the minute. And uh, I think it was Metallica that that thought of this idea for the Big Four, and they yeah. did a Big Four uh, tour or something into like fifty-seven cities and states and countries, right, or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about all four of the bands. We're going to give you their whole um, discography, you know, uh, and just yeah. uh, possibly if you haven't heard of these bands, like you should have. Uh, maybe we'll talk into listening into at least one band. Today. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've had the pleasure of at least seeing two of these bands that we're talking about today. I have uh, live in concert. I have two, and so mm-hmm. it, that's that's exciting. <clears throat> um, but I would love to say that I have seen all four. Whenever COVID finally disappears, maybe I can make that yes, happen. Yes. So, uh, so. you want to cover the first one? Yeah, I'll take the first one. Okay. Um, this band I have seen. Uh, live Lucky. at Carolina Rebellion. Um, uh, so number one, we're going with uh, Anthrax. Anthrax. Uh, Anthrax is an American heavy metal band from New York City, formed in 1981 by rhythm guitarist Scott Ian and bassist Dan Lilker. The group is considered one of the leaders of the thrash metal scene from the 1980s, and as we mentioned before, a part of the big four of the genre, along with Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Um, they were uh, from here on out. Every time we say that name, that's how it has to be yes. pronounced. Yeah. It's just a given. Swear! Uh, they were also one of the first me- uh, thrash metal bands, along with Overkill and Nuclear Assault, to emerge from the East Coast. The band has released 11 studio albums, several other albums, and 26 singles, including collaborating on a single. This is one of my favorite songs uh, with American hip hop group Public Enemy. Mm. Um, according to Nielsen SoundScan, Anthrax sold 2.5 million records in the United States from 1991 to 2004, with worldwide sales of 10 million. Mm. Uh, four of the band's studio albums have reached, excuse me, have achieved gold certifications by the RIAA, including their third full-length record, um, "Among the Living," came out in 1987, which uh, which cemented Anthrax's reputation as one of the most successful thrash metal bands, yes. which you don't see a lot of. No. Thrash metal doesn't break into the mainstream very often, but these guys, especially with the help of that track, well, well also with being part of the big four and touring with Metallica and, and things like that. But, you know, Anthrax became a household name um, thanks to that Public Enemy song. They did a mashup of Bring the Noise, um, they redid it. Bring the noise was originally a public Bring enemy song. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, they, they collaborated and then that sparked a whole new subgenre, and that it's one of they, that is one of the reasons that we have new metal is because of that collaboration of hip hop and heavy metal music just right. sparked and just clicked with so many people. Um, but yeah, I love anthrax. I've had the pleasure of seeing them. They're incredible. Uh, Scott Ian, as we've mentioned before on our, our uh, um, oh man, what is it called? Uh, Supergroup. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Album, as Scott Ian went on t- to play in a supergroup uh, called The Damn Things, and uh, I would love to see them one day. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the lineup. So Scott Ian, as I've mentioned before, plays rhythm guitar. He also does backing vocals. Um, he is the one that actually does the the rap or one of the raps uh, lines in um, that bring the noise okay. 
Uh, yeah. So it's not their singer. It's actually Scott Ian that does it. Mm. Um, but also, he played lead guitar in 1981 and did lead vocals in 1981. All right. Um, I'm going to probably mispronounce these names that are coming up. But anyway, Charlie Benanti, Benante uh, played drums uh, from 1983, still playing drums with him today. Frank Bello uh, played bass, backing vocals from 1984 to 2004, and then again um, in 2005 and currently still with them. Uh, Joey Belladonna, lead vocals in, from 1984 to 92, left the band, also came back uh, in uh, 2005 until 2007, gone again, came back in 2010, currently still with the band. So a lot of ins and outs. Leave, come back, leave. Yeah, right, yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and then John uh, Denias, yeah, I guess, lead guitar from 2013 to the present day. Mm-hmm. Um, had some great albums along the way. Uh, Fistful of Metal in 1984, great album title. Spreading the Disease in 1985. Among the Living in 1987. State of Euphoria in 1988. Persistence of Time in 1990. Sound of White Noise in 1993. Stomp 442 in 1995. Volume 8, The Threat is Real in 1998. We've Come for You All in 2003. Worship Music in 2011. And then uh, For All Kings in 2016. Um, have you managed to see Anthrax live? I have not. That's one of the two bands I have not seen on there. The other two bands I have. Cool. Uh, so we'll go with that. I will tell you that uh, um, John Bush uh, took over Joey, Joey Belladonna's role in the lead vocals. And he he did the sound of white noise from 93 to yeah. uh, We've Come For You All. In 2003, so he was a great singer. I love yeah, every singing. now and then. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you'll get these replacements that actually do very well. It's not always the case, but they do very well um, and go on to create uh, classics. Right. You know, maybe that's a good episode right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll work on that. But um, yeah, I, I love Anthrax. The visuals are great. The album covers are great. We mentioned that in our Davy Calabrese episode. Uh, you know, we've, we've got tons of iconic albums that we can thank these big four bands for, uh, just with the colors and the imagery. Um, but then to go along with it, the, the, the musicianship of all these bands is incredible. Scott Ian is a great guitarist. I've always loved the drums for Anthrax. I think that's, uh, I think that Scott Ian is the, uh, son-in-law for uh, Meatloaf. Meatloaf is the and all right? Yes, he, I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah. so he Meatloaf is his father-in-law. So he married into more music royalty because Meatloaf yes. is man. That's and yeah. and you know it's uh, I went through a phase where I watched a lot of VH1 back yes, in the day, yes. and they had all these countdowns, and Scott Ian was on all of these VH1 like I love the '80s, I love the '90s, all those those types of shows. Scott Ian was a regular on those, and it was so funny because he just seems so out of place. He's got his, his bald head, mm. his super long goatee. It's usually red or black or something like that. Now it's white and black or something. right? Now yeah, he just older. always stood yeah. out, man. Yeah, that's good. It's so yeah. funny. Well, I will tell you that I have seen the next man. This next man was a uh, second to the last man we're going to talk about, but his first, and first man in my heart now. Cool. Um, and I'll tell you why after I um, introduce this band. Megadeth. Yeah. Megadeth is Woo. one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, 
as you know, he he joined Metallica. I fired him. Started Megadeth. Uh, Dave um, Mustaine. So, uh, Megadeth is an American heavy metal band formed in 1983 by guitarist Dave Mustaine and, and bassist Dave Ellison uh, in Los Angeles, California. Along with Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer. Slayer! Slayer! Megadeth is one of the big four of the American thrash metal. Uh, responsible for development and popularization, their music features a complex arrangements and fast rhythm sections, and, and lyrical themes of death, war, politics, personal relationships, and religion. Yeah. In 1985, uh, Megadeth released the debut album, Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good. Great album. On the yeah. independent record label, uh, Combat Records, to moderate success. It, it caught the attention of bigger labels, which led to Megadeth signing with Capitol Records. The first major label album, Peace Sales Who's Buying, was released in 1986 and was a major hit with underground metal scene. Substance yes. abuse and personal disputes brought Metallica, uh, Metallica, Megadeth, <laughs> uh, negative public publicity during the, this period. After the lineup stabilized, uh, Megadeth released a number of platinum-selling albums, including Rust in Peace, 1990, Countdown to Extinction, 1992. Great, the best album ever, Countdown. Yeah. Uh, these albums, along with the worldwide tours, brought them public recognition, and the band temporarily disbanded in 2002 when Mustaine suffered an arm injury and reestablished a, in 2004 with bass without bassist El, without the bassist Ellison, who had to take legal action against Mustaine. Hello, Ellison. Elephantson uh, settled out of court and rejoined in 2010. Megadeth has hosted its own musical festival, Gigantor, which I've been to several times cool. in Central July 2005. Um, nice. I didn't know that was their own uh, their yeah. own uh, tour. That's yeah, cool. So I saw them in uh, Georgia with my friend Joe and Elisa, and they were on tour with High on Fire and some other band. I can't remember, which I should, because they yeah. were very, very good. So, um, Cool. The current lineup today is Dave Mustaine, lead vocals, guitars from 1983 to present. David Ellison, bass, backing vocals 1983 to 2002. He came back, joined the band in 2010, and now is still um, uh, playing. Kiko. Kiko Lario. I don't, I don't know. Dave, even Dave Good Mustaine luck. has passed yeah. um, <laughs> pronouncing that. Uh, Kiko, we're just going to call him Kiko because he's a badass guitarist. Um, Kiko. He, he plays guitar from the now and backing vocals 2015 to now. And Dirk Verburen, what? Sure. Sure. Sorry, dude. Dirk V. Dirk V. Dirk V. Dirk V, baby. He played drums from 2016 to now. Uh, they've had a plethora of people that we're not going to go mention right now because okay, Dude, so one that of the, is crazy. Yeah, what, yeah. What? I, there is one that I want to point out though. Okay, um, Chris Adler, 
uh, for the drums yes. in 2015 yes. and 2016. So you know who Chris Adler is. But for you, for those of you who don't know, oh Chris Adler is the iconic drummer was for uh, Lamb of God. Yes, sir. And uh, I love Chris Adler. He is one of my favorite drummers ever, um, especially in the metal scene. I think he's just an incredible, incredible drummer. Mm. Um, so it would have been very cool to see Megadeth with Chris Adler playing drums. Mm, yeah. Um, for sure. Somebody that notable mentions I will notice, um, is Gar Samuelson. There was their second guitarist ever. I mean, second guitar, second drummer ever, um, from 1984 to 1987. He died tragically in the in 99. Man. So, and another one we would, we, um, I'm going to mention is Marty Friedman. Marty Friedman has been around there for 10 years since ni- 1990, since 2000. And he, yeah. he was the, he was one of the first guitarists for, out of Megadeth that I, uh, that I, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I got to make it up in the when when they did countdown to extinction. So that's yeah. that's guitars that I that I hold dear to my heart. Yeah. Um. Their their discography. They got a lot of albums. Um. They're killing it as a business and business is good. Started. Uh, they recorded in, in 1985. PCL who's buying 1986. So far, so good. So what? 1988. Rust in peace. 1990. Countdown to yes. extinction. 92. Euthanasia, 94, Cryptic Writings, 97, Risk, 99, and I'll tell you a good story about that, too. Okay. The World Needs a Hero, 2001, uh, The System Fulfilled, 2004, United Abom- Abominations, 2007, Endgame, 2009, 13, 2011, Supercollider, 2013, and Dystopia in 2016. And yeah. I think that's when Chris Adler did his um, fill-in role for Megadeth during Dystopia. Yeah. So what? So what I want to say about uh, Risk is it, Risk it came out in '99. A lot of people yeah. hated that record because it did not sound like Megadeth. I think they did a good job because their their album cover, their their album title was just what they wanted to. Wanted, That's what they uh, were doing. Taking a risk. They were taking a risk. Yeah, and, and many people wouldn't understand that. Uh, their whole album's great. Um, they had a song called Crush Room, which was a theme song for Goldberg and WCW at one time. Uh, yeah. So they really um, made a made a real stamp on um, uh, popularity with uh, with. Um, with with uh, wrestling, and I think they they they, they performed there too at WCW. Um, yeah. Um. So, are you aware that Dave Mustaine is a born again born again Christian? Yes, sir. I am. So a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um. But it's very interesting to listen to him talk about uh, his faith and uh, his testimony, and it's, it is cool. Um. And uh, you just don't hear that a lot when it comes to the heavy metal world. You no, don't, especially no. with um, this next band that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's there's quite a lot of sacrilegious things with this next band we're going to get into. But I do think it's cool that in the big four there is there is some type of influence in there um, uh, where uh, one of them considers himself a born again Christian. Uh, there's two members of Corn now that are doing the same thing, and it's just uh, it's cool to see, right. you know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he does do some songs like The Devil's Island and, and songs that he wrote about The Devil's Way Back when he doesn't do that anymore because he's, yeah. he's a born-again Christian. But I will yeah. tell you... This, and Alice Cooper. Yes, too. yes, yeah. he does. Um, but, but I will tell you this one story before we get to the next band. Um, I did see him in 2014 when uh, Chris Project was, like, was the guitarist for him. Yeah. And uh, I was... Um, Determined to get to meet every band that I went to go see. Yeah, um, you know, back in the back in the heyday. Um, right. So I went to, back to the tour bus, and Dave Mustang wasn't in there. He was doing something else. But uh, oh, but but yeah, but their manager came out and saw me, and he told me that Chris Project wanted to meet me. I'm like, what is going on oh, here? Cool. Wanted to meet me? Come on now, you gotta be kidding! <laughs> you know, you know, because it's like Chris Project. Cause it's like, holy crap! You know. Yeah. So make another guitar sponsor meet me? No way, dude. You know, so I That's you know awesome. got, so he he came out and we talked for a good while. Very nice guy. Um and I got a picture with him that I cannot find ever oh. in my in my record. So hopefully one day, you know, I'll 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 get to meet him again and take that picture. But yeah. Yeah. That, that that was a great moment for me. Yeah. Nice so, man. Who was their next band? Uh, so the next band uh, we're going to have to go with here is going to be Slayer! Slayer. Uh, so Slayer was an American thrash metal band from Huntington Park, uh, California. The band was formed in 1981 by guitarists Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman, drummer Dave Lombardo, mm. and bassist and vocalist Tom Araya. Uh, Slayer's fast and aggressive musical style made them one of the big four bands of thrash metal alongside, as we mentioned before, Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Mm. Slayer's final lineup, uh, <laughs> final lineup, excuse me, comprised of uh, King, Araya, drummer Paul Bostoff, who replaced Lombardo in 1992 and again in 2013, and guitarist Gary Holt, who replaced Hanneman in 2011. Drummer John Depp was also a member of the band. Um, in the original lineup, King, Hanneman, and Araya contributed to the band's lyrics, and all the band's music was written by King and Hanneman. The band's lyrics and album art, which cover topics such as murder, murder, uh, serial killers, torture, genocide, politics, human experimentation, organized crime, secret societies, mythology, occultism, Satanism, uh, hate crimes, terrorism, religion, anti-religion, Nazi, uh, Nazism, racism, war, and prison. All good uh, stuff. You know, all, all the fun stuff. All great stuff <laughs> that you need to cover in a, in a, in a band like this. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have generated uh, album bans, delays, lawsuits, and criticism from religious groups and fa- uh, factions of the general public. However, its music has been highly influential, often being cited by many bands as an influence musically, visually, and lyrically. The band's third album, Rain and Blood, uh, it came out in 1986, has been described as one of the heaviest and most influential thrash metal albums ever. And I would agree. Rain and Blood is so good. Rain and Blood is like, yeah, a masterpiece. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Slayer uh, released 12 studio albums, two live albums, a box set, six music videos, which is shocking that they didn't do a lot of music videos. I know. Uh, two EPs and a cover album. Four of the band's studio albums have received cover gold album. certification from the United States. Um, the band has received a, uh, has received five Grammy Award nominations, winning one in 2007 for the song Eyes of the Insane and one in 2008 for the song Final Six, Pretty both tall. of which were on the album Christ Illusion in 20, uh, 2006. 
Between 1991 and 2013, the band sold 5 million albums in the United States. After more than three decades of recording and performing, Slayer mm-hmm. announced in January 2018 that it would embark on a farewell tour, which took place from May 2018 to November of 2019, after which the band disbanded. Um, yeah, so we mentioned briefly about uh, they received a lot of criticism. Um, especially from religious groups. Mm -hmm. So I consider myself a religious person. Um, I guess I would identify as a Christian, although sometimes I have a hard time telling people that because I Mm -hmm. see how Christians act, and I'm like, I'm not that. Uh, But, you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he's the only way that I can get to heaven. That whole thing. Um, So I will tell you this, though. Tom Oriah is a Christian, and he says that the reason why they do all this dark stuff is to just mess, mess around with people. That see, I didn't know he was a Christian, but I yeah. do remember uh, watching a heavy metal documentary. They talked about the Big Four. Right, you have to. It's just yeah, that's pivotal. A, that's a mess, yeah. So right, but they also talked about like shock rock and shock stuff. So Slayer came, Slayer came up, and uh, you know people believed that they were Satanists and this and that and other, and they sat down with. Uh, you know, with him and Carrie King, and they were like, "We're not Satanists. We just like to piss people off." Yeah, right. so it's just like, it's all in fun for them, right, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I have been to Carolina Rebellion where Slayer was playing, and uh, not only was I terrified because Slayer fans are scary, dude. They are they are, uh, the, they are the best terrifying. people and the worst people ever. Because, right. Okay. So if for people who don't understand, go on YouTube and and look up um, Jim Brewers. Um, Slayer fan, you know, thing get yeah. up and yeah, and, and you will understand exactly what Slayer fans are all about. They're crazy. They don't care about They're nothing. Crazy people. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, when I I was like, cool, man, I want to see them, but I'm I don't want to be anywhere near the pit. I don't because no, I truly no. am fearful terrified. of my life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, terrified. Yeah. So I don't want to be near the pit. Right. Um, it worked out because I actually stood in line for a buddy of mine's sister who had to leave early. Mm-hmm. She wanted to get a, a picture signed by In This Moment. Oh, oh so okay. nice. I, right. So I'm, I'm in line for In This Moment, mm-hmm. and that's whenever I got to see them, see Slur play live. And I was far enough away from the pit. I could enjoy the show right. and didn't have any issues, and all that was good. Um, but currently, well, as of the time that they broke up uh the most recent lineup was carrie king on guitars he's been there from the start 1981 to 2019 tom uh from uh played bass and and did a lead vocals same thing 81 to 19 uh paul bostoff bostaff oh yep doesn't matter (laughs) played drums from uh 1992 to 1996 uh in 1997 to 19 uh, to 2001 left came back in 2013 and played up until they disbanded uh, and then Gary Holt uh, from 2013 to 2019 um, and was a touring musician from 2011 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, so former members, uh, sadly, Jeff Hanneman, who we mentioned earlier, uh, he played from 20, uh, excuse me, 1981 to 2013. He died, unfortunately, in 2013. Spider bite. Uh, what's that? He died from a spider bite. Spider bite, yeah. yeah. Dave Lombardo, uh from, uh, played drums uh, for them, uh, t- t- uh, excuse me, 1981 to 1986, 87 to 92, and then from 2001 to 2013. Um, John Dett, 
uh, played drums from 1996 to 97 and was a touring musician in 2013. Uh, other notable touring musicians they had, Tony uh, Scaglione. Uh, played drums from, with them from 1986 to 1987. Pat O'Brien played guitars in 2011. And then finally, Phil DeMille played guitars in 2018. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to stop you right now. I'm going to say a few yeah. things if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, they got Pat O'Brien from Cannibal Corpse. He was a touring yeah, musician for 2011. Yeah, I thought that name sounded familiar. Yeah. And Phil DeMille, I saw Phil DeMille play with Machine Head, so he's a Machine Head guitarist. So um, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, um, they've had a long list of albums uh, with some pretty pretty interesting and heavy mm-hmm. song uh, album titles. Uh, Show No Mercy in 1983. Hell Awaits in 1985. Rain and Blood mm-hmm. 1986. South of Heaven 1988. Season of In the Abyss uh, in 1990. Divine Intervention in 1994. Undisputed Attitude, 1996. Mm. Uh, Diablos in Musica. Mm. Yep. Uh, I would I, I, listen. I'm no Spanish expert, <laughs> um, but I'm willing either. to bet yeah. you that means uh, the devil in music. Yeah, good, um, good. Yeah, I mean that. Comes, I guess because that's I what I got. Yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 1998, God hates us all. In 2001, and again, I listen. I consider myself a Christian, but God hates us all is a great song. I'm uh, going to oh, okay, off that right, one. Yeah, okay, yeah. And people hate that album because that was they thought it was too new metal e. Uh, so they got some flack for God hates us all, but I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Christ Illusion in 2006, World Painted Blood 2009, and then finally Repentless in 2015. Right. So yeah. So Slayer. Slayer. So okay. So uh, <laughs> so I have a few things to say. Uh, yeah. I am as well as known as a Christian too. Um, yeah. I have my beliefs and everything, but I strongly believe that that title, "God Hates Us All," is the best title album ever. Only because yeah. when you see a, a title like "God Hates Us All," you're like, "What are they talking about?" I'm going to buy it. Stands this. out. I'm going to buy yes. this. Yeah. Listen, it, it, when you when you start doing things, when you when you become a musician, that is and that is your job, and yeah. you are doing that to make money. Right. What, especially back in those days, what do you do? You make the most grotesque, standout <laughs> album cover. We we talked about it with Davy Calabrese. Yeah. You make an album that stands out. You want kids to be walking through the uh, the record stores right. see something that jumps out at them because it piques their interest. They're going to look at the album. They're going to listen to it and they'll base the music off it. Of, you know, it may have a good album cover, but the music sucks. Right. Yeah. But most of the yeah. time, if you've got a great album cover or a title that stands out like that, it gets people interested in you. Yeah. And so they start, they start looking into it. Yeah. Slayer. This is interesting. Oh, these guys are Satanists. Right. So, and then like, here's, here's what I find so funny too about, especially in the eighties, these, you know, high profile Christian groups were buying these albums and then burning them. Really? But it doesn't matter because they still bought them because they, they got care their, less yeah. what you, yeah. they, right. got, they got their, you, they got their money. So they don't care. Exactly. You, know, it's you like, spent the money. You might've yeah. burnt. They don't care, dude. No. 
And that's where I look at, I look at religion like that and I'm like, okay, that's stupid. They're acting stupid. Right. You know, I, I need to worry about myself. Now, listen, there's, there's some things with Slayer. There's some things with different bands that I'm just like, look, man, I can't in good conscience, like good conscience, feel good about listening to this or whatever. Right. And that's a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think God hates us all is a great song, so I'm it gonna is. say, yeah, sure, I'm good with it. Um, the the thing that uh, gets me is, um, yeah, that's such a good title, you know, and 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 I, that God hates us all is is uh, repeated on and uh, over and over again on your on your song called yeah. Disciple. Disciple was yeah. my favorite song um, because it's it's so catchy, you know. And I would tell you yeah. like a quick little thing. Um, mm-hmm. I saw Slayer at the House of Blues from the Beach. And I left because oh, I'm and, sorry. No, no, it's, it's great. It's great. Well, I understand. I'm your, scared for you. I understand your sorriness because I had to get out of there. You know why? <laughs> Their music was so loud. I can feel my my ears starting to bust open. Yeah, it so, it's it's they, loud. They have, I think, all of their equipment is made for outside venues, not indoor venues. Yeah. You know, so that's one story. I will. Yeah, you got another story. Yeah. Well, 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 I, I I'll tell you one fun fact. Carrie King yeah. was there was Megadeth's original guitarist. He only played five shows. Did you know nice. that? Nice. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yep, he did. He he said it in a few interviews. So yeah, yeah and yeah. we're gonna learn that some of these guys in the big four are very interchangeable within these bands. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I, yes, I have seen when I, whenever I saw Slur, it was outside. It was a outdoor festival, so yeah, it was and it was loud. But you know, and it might have just been where I was standing, but I saw Butcher Babies Ooh, live. I did too at yeah. at Carolina Rebellion, uh-huh. and it was outside. But dude, I swear that was the loudest concert that I have ever been to. Butcher Babies were Slayer. Dude, those butcher babies. Really? It was. It was. I, it might have just been wow. where I was at. Yeah. I, I thought my head was going to explode. It mm. was so freaking loud, and it was good. Like they were great live, yeah. but I was just like, un, it was uncomfortably loud. I was like, oh, dude, I am just like miserable. Dude, I, 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 I'm seriously going to tell you one thing. Heidi Shepard, their, their, their lead singer, the, the blonde one that changes her hair color like it's like it's candy. Yeah, she has the best screaming voice ever made. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Screaming, uh, she's hands down the best ever. There's no absolutely. one. Absolutely, there's no one like her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, finally and foremost, this is my favorite band of all time. I don't care who you yes. are. I don't care what you do. Just agree with me on this. Even <laughs> if you don't agree with me, agree with me anyway. It's Metallica. If you don't agree, then you're wrong. That's right. It's Metallica, <laughs> baby. Woo. Okay, so uh, Metallica is a heavy metal band that was formed in 1981 in Los Angeles, California by vocalist, guitarist James Hetfield and drummer Lars Ulrich. And uh, he has been based in San Francisco, the band, not, not Lars, <laughs> uh, for yeah. the most of his career. The band's fast tempo, inter- instrumentalist, and aggressive musicianship made them one of the founding Big four bands of thrash metal, alongside Megadeth and Thrash and Slayer, which we'll be talking about. Slayer, Slayer. <laughs> Megadeth's current lineup comprises founding members and primary songwriters uh, Hetfield and Ulrich. 
a uh, longtime lead guitarist Kirk Hammett and bassist Robert Trujillo. Uh, guitarist Dave Mustaine, who went on from Megadeth after being fired from the band, and bassist Ron McGovney and Cliff Burton, who died in a bus accident in Sweden in 1986. And Jason Newstead are former members of the band. Uh, Metallica earned a growing base fan base around the underground music community and won critical acclaim out, uh, with his first five albums. The band's third album, Master Puppets, which came out in 1986, was described as one of the heaviest and most influential album, thrash metal albums ever. For sure. Uh, it's in it, 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 his fifth album, uh, Metallica, 1991, the band's first route to prominently in, in heavy metal um, appealed to more of a mainstream audience. Achieved sustainable commercial success and selling over 16 million copies in the United States to date. Wow. Yeah. Making it the best seller of all time of the sound scan era. After experimenting yeah. with different genres and directions in subsequent releases, the band returned to its thrash metal roots and release of the ninth album, Death Magnetic. Yeah. With, with which drew similar praise to that band's earlier albums. In 2000, Metallica led the case against the peer-to-peer file-sharing service Napster, in which the band and other several artists filed lawsuits against the service for sharing their copyrighted protection, protected material without consent. After reaching a settlement, Napster began became a, a pay-to-use service in 2003. Uh, Metallica was the subject of the acclaimed 2004 documentary film Metallica Sometime Monster, which uh, documented the trouble production of the band's eighth album, St. Anger, which came out in 2003. And, and troubled is a, a very nice way of putting it. That's understatement, man. Understatement. <laughs> And the, and the internal struggles within the band at the time. In 2009, Metallica was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which it should be. They shouldn't have done yeah. that years ago. Took long enough, yeah. yeah. And the band wrote their screenplay and starred in the 2013 IMAX costume film, Metallica Through the Never, oh, which yeah. is which the band so performed good. live against its fictional thriller. I've never seen that movie. It's it's incredible. I believe it was on Netflix at one time. I don't think it's on there anymore. But if you ever get the opportunity to watch it, it's it's cool. It's the the mixture of a live performance and then like something like them playing. Uh, I, I don't know. It might have been like Madison Square Garden or something. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. But uh, just mixed in with the actual storyline of it's just cool. It's a cool concept. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, man. When I was on high school, you couldn't get me away from talking about Metallica ever. Yeah. Every time, every day, every hour, man, Metallica was on my mind constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this band was was such a great in, inspiration to me. Um, yeah. And I and I just you know I haven't met him. I have never seen him live before. My mom, bless her soul. She, she was going to take me to a Metallica concert when we were lived in back in Virginia. I forget what yeah. year. Uh, she was Kid Rock was touring with them. If that makes a difference. Wow! Um, but then she found out that Kid Rock had naked chicks on your on, on the stage, and she was uh. very pleased. But it, she didn't take me. She did not take me because of that. One of our one of our family relatives died. 
and the opinion was the same day as the Metallica concert. So, mm, gotcha. That was, you know, but uh, yeah, the fact she wasn't too happy about the about the naked chicks on stage. Understandable. You know, yeah, my yeah, mom it's a, found my Blink One Eighty Two album, the Enemy of the State album, with the nurse and the, you know, and uh, she made me take the uh, like cover off of it and like turn it inside out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because you know who that is, right? I was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's uh, that later. She's a porn star. Uh, so yeah. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that mom. Don't you know? Um, mom don't listen. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, the current lineup now is James Hetfield, lead the vocals, rhythm, guitarist, 1981 to present. Kirk Hammett, which I met. Yes. Um, yes, you actually met him. That's I cool. met him. Yes, sir. He played lead guitar and still does. Um, back in vocals, 1983, when they after they fired Dave Mustaine, I him in 1983, and uh, still plays now uh, with, yeah. with the band. Robert Trujillo played bass and back in vocals yeah. in 2003 to present times now. And Lars Ulrich, drummer. You know where he? Uh, do you know where Robert Trujillo came from? Oh God! What band he, he was in beforehand? He came from Black Label Society. Suicidal uh, tendencies. Suicidal tendencies. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he, so, man, he such in, a talented person. Matter of fact, I got the I I I, I got his um rap sheet right here. Hold on, just a minute. Um, okay, so he said Metallica, suicidal tendencies, infectious grooves, mass mental, black label society, Ozzy Osbourne, medication, yeah. Jerry Cantrell, and Glenn Tipton, which is the guitarist for Judas Priest. Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. And in and in the some kind of monster documentary, he's he's it like they document him joining the band. Yeah. Like they do, they yeah. have that on video of the moment he joined the band. I right. just think that's so cool. He came in and was playing Master of Puppets with him and it just flowed really well and they were like, It's yours, man. And the fact that they could give him a million dollar bonus check bonus check, that that's not even his his uh, right. true True payment, you know, which is right. which is like, oh my god, dude! Right. If I was in truth, I would be. Yeah, I joined. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the former members, which is Dave Mustaine, of course, the lead guitarist, mm-hmm. back in Mogul's from 1982 to 1983. Ron McGovney, which is the first bassist ever, mm-hmm. and bassist uh, 1982. Cliff Burton, bassist back uh, back in vocals 1982 to 1986, which tragically died in '86 over. Um, I think a bus fell on him. A yeah. Bad, bad bus accident. Tragic bus accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jason Newstead, uh, bass, back in vocals from 1986 to 2001. It's which is when they hired Robert Trujillo after that. Uh, and their producer Bob Brock played on um, Saint Anger from 2001 to 2003. He played bass. So. Yeah. I don't think they'll like. Okay, so in the in the um, in the uh, documentary, uh, they said that they'll never have another bass, you know, a permanent bass player. So, it's there. yeah. So, uh, the, uh, their documentary, their 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 discography is Kill 'Em All, nineteen eighty three, uh, Ride the Lightning, nineteen eighty four, Master Puppets, eighty six, and Justice for All, eighty eight, Metallica, in ninety one, Load, ninety six. Reload '97, Saint Anger '2003, Death Magnetic '2008, and Hardwired to Self Destruct in 2016. Yeah, so, yeah, 
Um, I will I will say this. A few things about Metallica that I just want to point out. I love Metallica. Um, I, one thing that I always really liked about Metallica, and I always compare uh, the Not Religious podcast. I, I like to say that we are the Metallica of podcasts, and here's why. 